As long as you sound <laughs> as like you're on NPR, you'll be okay. All right, welcome to another installment of Michiana Banana. I'm Miles Robertson from Purple Porch Co-op. And I am Katie Carpenter from Edible Michiana. And uh, this is episode four or five or something or six like that. Or ten, and yeah. uh, we're Numbers here with Simon Springer? Springer. Springer. Simon Springer. Get it together, Miles. And uh, this is the first <laughs> time we've met. Yes. So, um, yeah. What? I hear you're big. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. See. Size matters. <laughs> It does matter. For sure. Especially when you're talking about Jewish people. Jewish people. I'm one of the largest Jewish people you ever see. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I met Simon because I went to Midwest Deli, which is a wonderful... Mid- Midwest Kosher Deli. Midwest Kosher Deli, which is a wonderful kosher deli and grocery store. Um, and I got chatting with... Uh, the gentleman that worked behind the counter. That worked behind the counter, and he said, "Oh my goodness, you need to get to know Simon. He's like a big deal, and he's doing cool stuff. And he can tell you about food. He might even feed you. I'm still waiting for him to feed me, but Simon is promising it's gonna come." Where's this uh, Midwest Kosher Deli? That is on Ireland and Michigan by Walmart. Oh, okay. Yeah, by Sweet Frog. It's kind That's of a right. weird spot, but it is good. It works. It works, and the food's excellent there. Yeah. I enjoy it. And so since Simon and I got together and bantered a little bit and talked about some things, and then... And also Zen Cafe, we, we've schmoozed several times. Yeah, we've and run into each other a couple times. Sure. Like, surprise, look, there's Simon at Zen. Surprise, there he is at Medwest Deli again, where right. apparently we both go a lot. Right. Um, and he's also got a cool business. Tell us about your business. Uh, I sell... Artisanal coffee, specialty coffees to um, offices, tech offices, any office really, but it's generally tech people, um, up coding late at night and things like that. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I mean, all over the nation? Where are you I, selling coffee? So, so I have customers in New York and Los Angeles, Seattle, here, mm-hmm. um, Florida, 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 and... Uh, Few other places. And but do you do you roast the coffee? I don't roast the coffee. Okay. Um, roasting the coffee is um, it takes a special type of brain. I don't have that. You need to be very patient, and I'm not very patient. Um, so you're on the distribution. I'm side on the distribution of, of side. roasted specialty coffee. So I, tell us some of the brands you love that you work with. So so one of my favorites is actually a friend of mine and when this actually gets distributed i'm going to straight send it straight out to him yeah his name is brian gum he runs a roaster out of tama iowa okay it's called ross street roasting sounds like a really exotic place yeah i, I think the only thing that's happening there is coffee. ross street roasting coffee, yeah. um and uh he is one of the best roasters i've ever encountered really uh, legitimately and i'm not saying that because he's a friend of mine i'm saying that because I've gone through the entire offering list of at least 90 different roasters nationwide, and he's been the most consistent, besides for being a, a, a good friend of mine at this point, um, he's been the most consistent with the most eye to detail 
and he and I can sit and talk back and forth coffee all day. Yeah. All day. He just he just lives it. Yeah, and, and while you're drinking it all day too. Well, that that too. <laughs> that Does too. he do like single origin stuff or what's his specialty? Or? So every roaster, and again, do please keep in mind that this is uh, my opinion. Of um, course. Every roaster can do a want. single origin. Every roaster, mm-hmm. whether they're specialty or not, uh, everyone can do a single origin. His blends is where you see like the art of the roast, meaning because you have to take. Michiana Banana has a couple advertisers that we'd like to mention. One of which is EcoAl Press, located in the basement of Lang Lab in South Bend. If you haven't been to Lang Lab, check it out. Incubating space for a lot of different cool ideas. But EcoAl gets its name, the eco part at least, because they source uh, recycled content paper and print on it. They'll also print banners on vinyl that you can then get reprinted from them. So say you have a banner for 2017 um, that you got printed from EcoAl or someone else, you can take it to EcoAl, and they may be able to print on it again, saving you the money of the vinyl and uh, keeping that out of the landfill. Um, EcoAl prints a lot of things for Purple Porch, and we've worked with them on design work. Uh, And personally, I've worked with them on a few projects, um, especially with the Bird Cell Project. EcoAl Press. Check them out. Grapevine Local Food Marketing, based in northwest Indiana, provides cost-effective marketing for small farms and food businesses. Sarah Hyland has helped us at Edible Michiana improve our marketing strategy, and she's really helped us make our website look so much better. So much better. Uh, Grapevine Local Food Marketing is super passionate about serving local farms, small food producers, and artisans. They create effective websites, logos, posters, newsletters, and so much more. Sarah actually developed our Food Notes email newsletter logo and template, and it's gorgeous. It's new. If you haven't seen the new one, sign up. Uh, Exactly. It's exactly what we wanted. They can also help you with your Google Analytics, provide marketing consultation, and help you develop a digital strategy that is right for your business. GrapevineLocal.com his blends is where you see like the art of the roast, meaning because mm. you have to take the different mm-hmm. pro- flavor profiles and, and meld them together into something that you basically, you're building it. Yeah. And that, 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 um, it's like technique and expertise. That technique, right. right yeah. That technique is so interesting to me. And so he's got one, he's got a blend. He's called, um, Jack's roast or something like that. Something similar. It's, it escapes me That's at the moment. Okay. Um, it's something that I, I have in the past, actually, I drink regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's phenomenal. And so when you find someone who's that good, you want to stick with them mm-hmm. and you want to help them grow because their growth, um, means a, they'll stay in business, but B, you get their, you get them out there. You're giving back to them. You're they're yeah. giving you a great product. They yeah. they're heart and soul, and they, I want to give back to them by helping them grow. Mm-hmm. That's and that's kind of the the business model that I work off of. Yeah, it's a beautiful circle of support yes. in the small yes. business world. Yes. Yeah. Working together, you you gain versus working against each other, where you lose. Yeah. You know. How long have you been doing this? I've been in the food business for fifteen years. My father was in the food business. My grandfather, all the way back to the. 1600s. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. In Amsterdam, the 1600s. I don't even know if my family did stuff back then. Right. Banging <laughs> on trees with rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Dragging knuckles. Um, but I've been doing the coffee thing for three years. 
Okay. Two, three years, and I and it took me two years to even get to the point where I could start the business, mm-hmm. where I would just drank the coffee, took the notes, um, drank more coffee and take more notes. <laughs> and the notes kept getting fast, like you were writing them faster and faster right. and faster and, and, and faster. Just doodles <laughs> and, like, you know, so rants. Um, but what it, was, what it really was was, you know, I learned that if you're passionate about something to a point where you want to just be involved in it all the time, that's where I, that's kind of how, that was the genesis of, of what it was. I grew up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. It's coffee capital of the United States. I mean, not even arguably it is, you know, Starbucks is out of there. I was Did drinking, you want us to argue? Was that? What? <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was, um, I was drinking third wave coffee before third wave coffee was a thing. Oh my God, are you a hipster? Totally. <laughs> totally a hipster. Were you a hipster before hipsters were a thing? I, I was cool before cool was cool. Um, <laughs> he's but, ice cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not even cool. He's ice it's, cold. Yeah, um, but um, but so I was I, I I was raised around him. My mom was a big coffee is a big coffee drinker, and she was always she would always go to these little roasters around our neighborhood and. Mm. As I got older and I drank more coffee and things just kind of happened naturally, I it just became part of my my palate. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I became older and I wanted to start my own company and things like that, it was a natural progression. It was a natural progression from wanting to be in a customer service based type of um, uh, system where you know people rely on me and my expertise on a, on a field. So I just naturally went to coffee because that's what I enjoy. I drink enough yeah. of it that I should know enough about it. So, When you say um, you're in the food business, I think you mentioned before that it was uh, a kosher deli yes, kind of stuff that yes. you did? Yes, so um, every aspect of the of kosher food in, in, the re, in the retail space I've been involved in, whether it's a catering, um, a restaurant, a um, Supermarkets, kosher supermarkets. I, I moved here in August from New York. Um, I helped open one of just the... Just last August? Just last August. Oh, wow. Right. I jumped okay. in. Okay. Um, yeah, you did. <laughs> um, like I helped open one of the uh, the kosher supermarkets there. I sold fish. I sold, you know, I, I was really, I was really involved in the, in the, in the kosher food world. Mm-hmm. Um, most of my friends are food bloggers, kosher food bloggers or or chefs oh, or caterers and things of the sort. Yeah. And at some point they might even come out here. I don't know. Hey, uh, we'll get there. You're going to convince <laughs> them all. Yeah. Oh, I know you have some plans. I have some plans. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, Miles. well, I, I want to know what brought you out here. You were living in New York. You're into coffee. Where does South Bend fit in that? That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> um, New York is a very, very busy place. Um, very expensive place. Um, and living an Orthodox Jewish lifestyle is even more expensive. We have tuitions, mm. we have kosher food, which is 10 to 15 percent, depending on on mm. whatever. In terms, cheese and meat and stuff like that um, is 10 to 15 percent more expensive than sure. non-kosher, um, if not more, depending on the on the on the product. And um, my wife and I both work. I was working six days a week, 16-hour days, Oof. if not more. And we just needed to get out. Yeah. Um, and we had our, 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 our third child, our son. And my wife was like, ah, Who is done. super cute, by the way. He is pretty cute. <laughs> um, and I'll be the judge of that. 
<laughs> You'll see some pictures. Um, and uh, I'll lay it out there. Like, <laughs> nope. Like, I'm not going to nope. agree with you <laughs> no, until I've, I've seen it. I have no idea. I've never ugly. seen this child. This kid's ugly. I'm sorry. S- <laughs> swipe left. <Yeah. laughs> with kids? That's weird. I, I, okay, so South Bend. There might though. be a cultural reference there that I didn't <laughs> think of. But, South Bend, uh, though. So, so we were actually, we had to look where there's a, a, an Orthodox community oh, with a school. Yeah. Um, you know, parts of Texas are probably out. Mm-hmm. Um, Montana generally <laughs> is out. Um, so we were looking into Cleveland. I have a lot of friends there. There's a lot of kosher food there. Mm-hmm. Um, and my brother-in-law moved here a month before we did. Uh, and so we came to visit. We liked it. Five and a half weeks later, by the time my girls had to start school, they were uh, we moved. Oh. Yeah, it was cool. Well, thanks for coming. We like it. We <laughs> I, like that you're here. I also like it. This Good. place is amazing. It, nice. it, it kind of is. This place is amazing. I, I, and, and Katie and I have spoken about this many times at this point. I mean, this place. Stuff a is lot happening. Of, a lot of people, I'm, I'm hoping your listeners know better than I do, but this place is is incredible it's the things that really are happening special here, for the Midwest. It's very special. It's a very special place. And take the coffee aside. There's some amazing roasters out here. Mm-hmm. Zen Cafe, and you have mm-hmm. you have Embassy, and you have mm-hmm. Bendix. Yeah. And you have some you know some really really great roasters out here. Um, access to local grown food. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know I can't partake in some of the non kosher like um, uh, meat products and cheese products, but sure. You can go to any of the, the farmers markets here and see just some of the most incredible looking food. Right. Um, the produce. That tastes incredible. Oh too. my goodness! <laughs> yeah, I went to I went to just go pick up in the middle of the winter. Um, someone was selling uh, pea shoots, pea shoot oh, uh, microgreens, yes. and I put them in my salad. And you're like, oh, winter's like, over for a second. I went, holy cannoli! It's like this is incredible. <laughs> holy cannoli! Oh, is I, that a Jewish phrase? It's more of it's. <laughs> It's more of I'm trying not to Italian. curse phase. Oh, yeah, that's probably a good idea. So, okay, then for our listeners and for us, if we don't know, tell us what kosher really means. Okay. Um, kosher does not mean, well, let's start with what it doesn't mean first. Yeah, kosher sure. doesn't mean it was blessed by a rabbi, right? Um, that's what I thought. Right. Um, there's no rabbis that go and, like, uh, you know, here's the blessing, now it's kosher because that really doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, <laughs> You're right, it doesn't. Kosher means fit. <laughs> means fit to eat. Oh, okay. um, that's what the, the Hebrew word really means. Uh-huh. And so there's different Jewish... I'm kosher. Right? I'm totally Ew. fit. We're, we're very kosher. <laughs> totally kosher. Hard pass, Miles. Uh, <laughs> hard pass. That's where you swipe left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were swiping left, at least right now. Um, the but, confidence was uncomfortable for everyone. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm here for. So. <laughs> um, it just means it's fit. means fit to eat, meaning, you know, and I'll go through the little stages quickly. Yeah. Um, meat has to be slaughtered in a certain way. It's the most humane way to do it, where they cut the uh, certain parts of the, in, in the neck where they don't feel the pain. They don't feel it. And then it, they have to bleed it out and then salt it so all the blood comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, you wash it off, salt it. You know, there's a whole process, process yeah. where it means it's just fit to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, it means that the cow didn't suffer. There wasn't any um, holes in the lungs, which means that they were suffering while they're alive mm-hmm, type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's clean. It's nice and clean. Yeah, it's, it's a little more careful. salty. It's careful. We're very, we're very cognizant of other beings. Yeah. And so that's a... Like um, respecting. 
Right. It's, it's, a respect, it's a respect thing. Like, much like a lot of hunters. Mm-hmm. A lot of hunters, people think, oh, they're hunting. Oh, they must be evil people. Mm-hmm. The reality is, is they're not. Usually a lot they care of them are, more about the environment exactly, and animals than everybody exactly. else Exactly. Yeah. They, they want the best. They respect the kill. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so they'll try to use whatever is there right. um, to make that happen. Um, dairy, dairy is generally kosher. Um, the only time, one of the only real times that you find a big issue with it is, um, is cheese. Rennet, which makes cheese hard, oh, yeah. uh, a lot of it is a byproduct Animal. of the, of the animal's stomach. So you use a vegetable. So we use a vegetable based yeah. one, right, sure. um, which, um, no one could tell the difference first right. and second. It's delicious. Yeah, you know my, I mean? my mom makes cheese, so I'm a little bit familiar. Right, yeah. right. So, you know, and it's good. Um, and of cheese course, there's different levels is there. Good. So cheese how, is life. How, how does it work with seafood? No seafood. Not, well, not food, well, like fish, fish, Well, right? fish, fish has to have a, uh, what do you call it, a tail and scales. Oh, still okay. attached. So no... No catfish? No catfish. Oh, you're saying any fish with a tail and scales is appropriate for eating. Correct. Um, And does that have to be... There's no shellfish, no clams, no mussels, unfortunately. There was a time where I didn't keep kosher, and I do miss lobster. Uh, I do miss shrimp. Um, It's good stuff. Um, But... But you're living the life now. But I'm living the life now. I have moved past it. Do the fish have to be prepared a certain way, too? Okay. Okay, then. This has been really helpful for me. Yeah, because he's in the grocery world. Yeah, I mean, and, and so, pr- and produce, the la- lastly, oh, produce. Okay, yeah. Um, it just, we make sure there's no bugs on it. That's it. People think, you know. Because you're not supposed to eat bugs. You're not supposed to eat bugs, right? We can't eat bugs. We can't eat shellfish. We can't eat pork. Right. And we can't eat yeah. meat and dairy together. So, right. So, okay. And no one wants to eat bugs. Even the little thrips. I actually, I actually, uh, I'm an insect advocate. I ate some crickets oh, so, in Santa Fe. So there are kosher crickets. Oh, okay. There what? are cro- what oh, now is we're right. talking. Right. Now we're talking. I'd, I'd high five you right now right. if I could. Well, across the table. Dude, make a slap noise. No, do it. Let's. We'll make one. One, two. Do yeah. Love it. High five. Um, <laughs> there are there are kosher crickets. What? Locusts, but I don't know where to even find them. Maybe Chicago. You need to work on most that. Likely not, most likely not, most likely nowhere in the it United States. It seems really States. important. Oh, it really? seems like a lot of people are going to want that soon. Well, so like we're not going to be eating like cockroaches when that whole cockroach craze comes out. Or there, what was the other one? There was another one where, was it cockroaches? I don't remember. Um, there was a craze where like like bugs were going to become the new yes. protein. Yeah, but now they're talking talking. about growing protein in the labs. So we've moved on from insects and now one we're of The we're one impossible things. foods just became kosher. There's a, oh, a no. out, out of um I don't like California. it. I'm not into the burgers. That. No, thank you. It's 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 uh produce. I don't like it. it. What is apparently it? it's apparently it, it's really good. Help, I haven't had help it. Help Miles. What are we talking about? We're talking about? Impossible Foods is a is a company out of California which I believe like Bill Gates and some other big uh, money guys are behind. Um, where they take plant proteins and turn them into real foods, like um, burger patties and things like that. Um, and my friend, actually, David from the deli. Oh, so they're not growing animal protein. No, 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 that's no, no, what no, I thought no, you were no, talking no, about. no, 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 okay. no. That's a that's diff- a different episode. That's a, I was like, that's a different, I am a hard that's a different one. That. Yeah, no, that's that'll be a hard pass for me too. Okay, so this is vegetables made <laughs> yeah, into yeah, meat-like products. Apparently, apparently, my friend David from the deli actually says it, it, it bleeds like an animal. 
Like, well, like when you oh, bite into when you bite like yeah. some burgers, yeah. yeah they, okay, I've heard about. Those. We have some of those at the co-op actually. Yeah, uh, and Matt that, Ewing is did there a Beyond Beef? I think is one something like that. Yeah, and yeah, 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 it's got beets in it. Right. So I mean, it's interesting. It's, it's so interesting weird. concept. Why do seems vegans little... want that so much? Yeah. It seems like the opposite of what you would want is because, your burger to be. Because bleed. even if you're vegan or vegetarian, there are people that still miss. I know that whole but concept. It's, 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 I mean, it's complex psychological. Sure. Thing. I look at it like most of what humans do is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Right. And not necessarily <laughs> yeah, like, logical. Like, for example, let's take Miles' so, shirt. So that's just another one let's on the Let's take Miles' list, yeah. shirt for an example of something that that's people an awesome do. Shirt. I don't know if we've like, talked about this Simon, yet. Simon, could you Miles describe this shirt yeah. for us? If heaven could be <laughs> in fabric form and placed into a shirt, that's what it would be. Boom. Thank you. Right? He's got coconut cocktails on his nipples. It just Ooh. feels like he's got. It friends. feels like fun. I'm ready. It feels like to you're be about, your friend, right? But right. he's also wearing socks uh, halfway up his calves. I like to look like I'm hiking <laughs> from the waist. You look down like you're from the Pacific Northwest. Okay, I mean, that's what it is. Okay, now Miles, you describe you just, well, you, Simon. You just need. You just need. Um, what does Simon look uh, like? Sandals with your with your uh, with your socks on, and you're straight from Seattle, man. S- Simon's a hardy Norwegian stock. It's true. Um, sure. Strong beard. Strong. No, no. This beard is super weak, by the way. It well, took me a look long, at me. It took me a long time <laughs> yeah, to grow look this. At that. <laughs> <laughs> um, jovial. You're a jovial yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. 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 You've got like there's, a pink, a pink appearance. You got a nice hue. It's because you're hot. Like literally, <laughs> it, it, physically it hot, is hot today. Yes. Yes. What's on his head? Uh, we have a yarmulke on. Yes. Yeah. And if you, if I were to stand up, you would see. Um, other Jewish uh, items. Such um, as? These things are called oh. tzitzit. They're fringes, which remind us of all the commandments from the Old Testament, oh. also known as the Torah. Very cool. And uh, I wear them every day. A symbol to remember. Yeah. That's good. I don't wear them in the shower. Some people have asked that. Um, <laughs> I don't wear them to bed. Some people have asked that. I wouldn't ask those questions. We're not there we yet. We didn't. Right. Yeah, we uh, weren't gonna. We're, ask we're not that close. We're yet. actually yeah. really glad you you're told smothering us that. me. Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Tell us what happens when you're naked, Simon. What happens with all your Jewish stuff when you're naked? <laughs> Sorry, I've asked. Nice, okay. Nicely folded. Anyway, time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Um, so then, you're also like a leader in the Jewish community here in South Bend. Can you tell us a little bit um, about what that looks so, like? Uh, no, I'm not. Um, I just work for oh, okay. I work for people that are the heads of the community, uh-huh. um, and it's not it's not like oh the elders or something weird like that. Um, just people that want to be active, want to make sure the community as our little segment of community, our little tribe, uh-huh. um, how well we're doing as a community, as well as our connections to the outside of the community. Um, how are we viewed? Are we are we bring Judaism and Jews a bad name or a good name, mm-hmm. like that type of thing, just so that yeah. anti-Semitism, and I, I hate to bring it up, no, every Jewish person bring brings it up, it up man, just like it, it is what it is, but anti-Semitism is, is ripe in America. I brought it up. There you go. It, it's ripe in America, and it has been for yeah. hundreds of years. Yeah. Um, and um, we have to do damage control all the time. We mm-hmm. have to make sure that we are... Um, Doing the right thing all the time, you know. If you saw me and I was doing beating someone up or or smoking on the street or drinking in the street or drunk driving, and you saw with me with a yarmulke, yarmulke you're gonna say, "Oh, those Jews." 
oh, the Jews. And, like, that's not a good thing, you know? Right. That's, just, it's just not a good thing. So we, right. you know, we try to be cognizant of how we try to present ourselves, too. Yeah. So those are the types of people that I work for. Um, but, you know, generally... Can you give me an example of something you might do to spread a positive vibe? Well, this is one of them, right? Oh, this is... Well, but I mean, this is because... We, this. No, but this is No, but this is because we're friends. <laughs> but the reality is, but, yeah. like, I came... I, you know, I came in here because you and I are friends. Yeah. But... But, you know, you're asking me about Judaism, you're asking me about the community, you're asking me about kosher. I'm curious, man. So my, so <laughs> that curiosity is also, in a sense, an outreach, right? And yeah. showing that we're normal people. I'm not, I might not be normal. <laughs> well, fair point. I might not be normal, but generally, we're normal people and we live yeah. normal lives just like everyone else, just because yeah, we yeah. might dress a little differently, whatever. Um, I am working on opening a kosher restaurant here. Yeah. I bring, I'm trying to bring kosher, uh, about more people out restaurant. here to help South Bend because South Bend is in a, has a massive talent pool issue where mm. there's la- less talent, more jobs. Yeah. And um, so my That's job so as true. a recruiter is to bring people in uh, from, from the, so from you're going to make South Bend better. I mean, you're already making South I mean, Bend better. Hashtag obviously. making it great hashtag again. Hashtag, oh, yeah, well, come I on. almost said the curse you're, word. You're allowed to. I you're allowed to make the, the jokes. Give it up. Okay. What's the girlfriends <laughs> here? Wait, Are, what did I call you? Okay. Hashtag some true Jew. Hashtag true, true Jew. Hashtag true Jew. <laughs> are there uh, <laughs> are there currently Jewish restaurants in town? There's one, um, Midwest Kosher Deli. Okay. Um, there are. Some Tell us what's really good to eat there, real quick. Anything David asks you as, as okay, tells what are me your to eat? top two favorite sandwiches? Anything David tells me to eat, honestly. Are there certain parts of the, the what do you okay? What do you recommend you if somebody's yes. going there okay. for the first time? What would you recommend to them? The pastrami, and it's because so it, good because if you <laughs> because if you're going if you're going to go to a place an ethnic place right why are we eating where are you going to go if you go to if you go to a Hispanic restaurant are you going to ask for a burger. I hope not. You, no, you're gonna ask for a taco or a burrito, something that it, it's it's an equivalent. It's legit. For, it it shows their. It's the spirit. It shows it's their the spirit. Their exactly. Yeah. Jews like pastrami. It is what it is. I'm not the biggest <laughs> fan. But are Jews, you racist? Like every, no. every Jew likes pastrami. Yeah. It's, I just it's, throwing it's, that. But, I mean, there. listen. <laughs> in New York, you had pastrami covered everything. Um, the other thing is they like bagels, right? Bagels, bagels and locks. Yeah, and we're bagels, hoping yeah. you're going to be bringing some bagels. I'm working to town. on it. I'm working on it. Bring me some bagels. Um, but it's it's things like that where it's it's the it's the showcase of of a population. Yeah. It's the, it's what we do. Uh, uh, matzo ball soup. Yeah. Who doesn't like a good chicken soup and matzo ball soup? And right? I had it the first time too. And right. It was so good. And and think about it though. It's 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 the quintessential Jewish item in every movie. They're eating. It <laughs> talks about Jewish. They, they go ahead. Oh, I want um, a matzo ball soup. soup. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with you know being tribal on that, right? Like no. it's it is. You know. That's why I'm asking. I want to know. Like, no, no, What do you send someone to try? You know, so if they're just being introduced to South Bend is a smaller community. Type food. South Bend is a smaller community in terms of the Jewish Orthodox community. Um, and How does it rank compared to other communities? Probably in size? one of the smallest. Oh, okay. Um, but it seems like a pretty vibrant thing. It's getting there. Okay. It's getting there, but but despite me, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people that are working together to, to to do the best they can for not just our community again, but for South Bend as a whole. Because if South Bend fails, and you see what happens, and it became a Rust Belt city, and the place right. emptied out, right. 
everyone benefits from a healthy a healthy uh, economy and a healthy city. Mm-hmm. We benefit from it too, so we are giving back in whatever way we can. Yeah. My hopefully mine will be a an awesome uh, bagel store. With some, I hope so too. With cool. some, some good schmears. Some uh, uh, house smoked locks and good cream cheeses. And okay, so I have two stuff. more questions for you because we got to wrap up here, but. Um, I want to know a little bit about the traditional Jewish food that you eat at home, that you make at home. But then also I want you to tell our listeners where they can follow you on the Internet, like follow your business on and the, whatever. The yeah, whatever you want them to start looking so, at. So, okay, traditional Jewish foods. And Before I get there, Miles asked the question, is there part of an animal we don't eat? Yeah. Yes. We don't eat the backside. Okay. Right? So there's a point. If you were to look at a cow... Um, a quarter of the way up, the hind quarter basically we don't eat. Um, that's because there is a sinew that goes from the hip, base, uh, from the, the spinal cord, but the, really the hip, um, that goes down the leg. And that requires a special type of uh, removal, um, which, which they do in Israel, and they do, and they do a little bit in America, but it's very time-consuming. So when you're mass-producing meat... It doesn't make sense. So what they do is they'll just basically cut it off and, and sell it off, which you, you lose the porterhouse, you lose the filet mignon, you lose some of the good stuff, but it is what it is. Again, it's one of those situations kind of is what it is. Now, okay. traditional foods. Um, that you're eating at home. That you guys What generally people eat, because my wife and I, we don't like the traditional foods so much. Like, we'll eat them like roasted chicken, right? Uh, roasted chicken is like the Friday night for every Jew. A good piece, my father, even though he's not religious, um, his Friday night meal, he always wanted a roasted chicken um, with mashed potatoes and peas. That was what he knew. How's it seasoned usually? Uh, my, my father liked the seasoning salt on it. You know, some people like put onions in the carcass. It's and something th- you know, simple. So it's simple. I mean, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be wild. Yeah. Um, that's and that, you know there are always different views of that you know different uh, whatevers of uh, of chicken but it is what it is it's to each family's uh, likes and dislikes um, the, and soup and gefilte fish now gefilte fish if you were just to look, take a look at it you would think it's disgusting um, yeah, gefilte, the sound of it is gefilte a fish concerning. is actually very good and in fact. If someone was smart, they would do it here because it's generally whitefish and pike. So you can take a walleye. You could take um, whitefish from up north, maybe some whiting from, from one of the Great Lakes, and make a gefilte fish, which basically is just fish ground up. You know, they take off the skin and whatever they do. They grind it up really nicely with some onions and some other, a little bit of filler just to bind it. And then you either boil it or you bake it, and, and it's probably, you know, especially from the Midwest, probably amazing, incredibly amazing. Um, and that's a pretty constant thing in, in Jewish food, um, Eastern European at least. So after it's ground up, how is it prepared in terms of cooking? Uh, well, it's, they put in a roll. Okay. Generally, they put in a roll sometimes. I know my father in London, they used to put, uh, make like, not patties, like little like fish meatball type things and, and, and boil it like that with carrots and... and uh, uh, 
the regular mise en place, the, the, what do you call it, the carrot and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. celery, onions, onion, and, celery. Right, right. Um, and you boil like that little bit of salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, then on the Saturday, because we don't, not that we don't use electricity, but we don't, we don't actively cook. We don't actively, we, it, everything's done before the Sabbath starts, um, Friday night to Saturday night. Um, we, a lot of people will make something called a cholent. Um, cholent is just a big stew that sits overnight, basically, until you're ready to eat it in the afternoon. And it's awesome. How you do know, you spell that word? C-H-O-L-E-N-T. I know some people probably spell it differently, but uh, that's a general rule. Okay. Um, it's got beans, it's got barley. Uh, my wife puts rice in it. Um, good chunks of meat with a lot of fat on it. Let it cook out. Mm-hmm. Um, onion, carrot. There's something called kishka, which back in the day, kishka was basically intense intestines st- stuffed with all the rest of the good stuff, you know, chopped up and stuffed in and put it back in. Now it's more of a, um, uh, like a flour-based um, um, product. But um, either way, it's very good. People put eggs in it, like a whole egg, and just drop it in and let it cook mm-hmm. in the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sounds it's pretty great. It's... It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it good. Sounds great. It's so good. Okay, it's then. So good. Uh, tell us how people can follow you in the world. Um, I mean that's a great question. Um, I guess you can you can follow look on Facebook, the Roasters Collective, um, Instagram, the Roasters Collective. <laughs> This is getting really repetitive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Twitter's Roast Collect. Oh, oh that's a little different. Uh, they had, wow. They had limits. Man, you're yeah. very creative. They had limits. <laughs> um, and consistent. Yes. Well, you know, you have to brand yourself, whatever. Yeah. You know. And so you're working with, like, restaurants and stuff like that. People, like, who who should, who would be your client that might want to reach out to you? Honestly, anyone, right? I'll, I will sell single bags. Um, the website is down now at the moment just for because they're revamping it but um, but generally I sell in uh, commercial in commercial ways to offices um, restaurants things of that things of that sort and I, I cater it to the business um, a restaurant if they have an espresso machine I'm not going to give them the 2.5 ounce right. you know frack pack we call frack packs where it's Front, you know, a 2.5-ounce ground so they just make make a pot of coffee, I'll sell them the whole beans. Right. But in an office, like, why the heck would they need that? I'll give them the frack pack, and then mm-hmm. then they can get all hyped up on coffee and code and, and... Live the dream. Punch numbers and live in the dream. Dream to live. Right. All right, cool. Well, this has been awesome. Yeah, I learned a lot. We like you. I like you, too. <laughs> I'm going to go check out that deli. Yeah. So Tell him Simon sent you. Thank you so All much right, for Simon coming says, out Simon today. says, go to the deli. Yeah. Glad we finally made it happen because yeah, we had a little oopsie-poopsie last time. A little snafu. But I, I guess you could blame great. me. I did, yeah, we're going to blame It wasn't Miles. even on my radar. I'm not really sure. It could have been me <laughs> for sure. But well, he was here, so he, he knew. Was. So somebody knew. I was here. Sorry. Anyway, um, it worked out great. So, yay. Thanks yay. for coming. And Thank I'm you. sure we'll be talking to you again, especially if you're opening up some kind of bagel thing someday. I'm always able. I'm always, you know, I'm always able to talk. Always. <laughs> Big talker. Big talker. Well, thanks for being with us here today. Yeah, thank you, Simon. Thanks. And thanks uh, this is another episode of Michiana Banana. Miles signing off. Okay.
Katie is like, what? Bye bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Simon says bye. <laughs>